And now, the money gurus, having come down from the highest peaks of the Appalachian Mountains, with unspeakable financial knowledge and market savvy, are here to provide you with long-lasting money advice that will guide you through all your days. Listen up, my friends, and gain some knowledge to make your money last. Welcome back to another episode of Money Gurus. I'm Morgan, and I'm here today with Bo Blankenship, and we're going to be talking about how to read your paycheck and pay stub. Um, We get a lot of folks in our office that um, get their first paycheck, and they say, you know, I thought I was going to make $1,000 a week. I got my paycheck and only received $700. What happened to all that other money? Um, So I think that's a really good question. What did happen to all of that other money? Is this something I can control? Um, So, Bo, let's talk about what we can control and what we can't control. Okay, well, the easiest thing to start with is what we cannot control. So the most basic deductions on your paycheck um, are for the Social Security tax and Medicare tax. So Social Security tax is 6.2%. Uh, of your income. And just so you know, the 6.2% only goes as high as what they call the wage base, which this year I think is around 138000 So if you're fortunate enough to make more than 138000 the 6.2% stops at that point and you no longer pay it. But you do pay the 6.2% Social Security tax, and that tax is set up to provide our Social Security income when we retire. So that's supposed to be a contributory plan. We contribute it now, and we collect it uh, when we retire. Hopefully. We collect it when we retire. Yeah, good point, good (laughs) point. Uh, And then the Medicare tax, which is 1.45%, that goes on indefinitely. So we pay the 1.45% on any W-2 earnings that we have. Um, It's also good to know uh, or it's good for people to know that the employer also pays the same rate. So we as employees pay 7.65% Social Security tax and Medicare tax, and our employer pays that same amount. Okay, so from my paycheck, Uncle Sam has taken 7.65% just right off the top. What else is there? Well, again, another another part that is something we cannot control Uh, is the federal and state withholding. Uh, And I say we can't control it. What I mean is we're going to owe federal and state tax in most cases, so we can't control whether we owe that or not. We do control uh, how much is withheld. I think the important thing to let people know is the withholding is just an estimate of what they think we're going to owe at the end of the year. So when you fill out your employment papers with your new employer. They give you what's called a W-4, and you complete that, and they ask you for a number of exemptions. They ask you a number of questions, and I actually will say the new W-4 tries to do a better job of asking you, do you have other jobs? Does your spouse work? To try to estimate the the amount that you are going to owe at the end of the year. But how you complete that W-4 is what drives your withholding. Uh, What I would tell you and what I do with clients is you can set down and calculate what tax you're going to owe at the end of the year. So, for example, if I I do the calculation and I say, look, I'm going to owe $6,000 in federal tax at the end of the year and I start January 1, I know that I've got to withhold $500 a month so that at the end of the year I've withheld $6,000 
and that would meet my federal obligation. So um, I just need to know what uh, if I'm on pace to pay in what, what I'm going to owe at the end of the year. Right, that makes sense. Um, so let's say I, I would rather pay more throughout the year and get a larger refund when right. I file my taxes. That's mm-hmm. a possibility too, right? It absolutely is. And again, it, it all is driven by how you fill out that W-4 form. And and I will say the new W-4 is is better, but it's a little more complicated. Uh, but but you should be able to fill that out. I get calls from clients uh, that say, hey, I got the W-4 in front of me. Can you walk me through this so I'll make sure I fill it out correctly? But but we can you can adjust it. Just know this, you can adjust it as you go. So if you do that, if you estimate what you owe at the end of the year and you're on pace to be above or below and you want to change, you can always change it. So are there other deductions that come out of our paycheck outside of what Uncle Sam takes and the, you know, re- what you're required to pay for your taxes? Uh, there are. And I think the, the easiest way to, to approach this, to talk through it, is there's some deductions that are going to come out pre-tax and some that are going to come out after tax. So pre-tax it just means this. Let's assume that we're dealing with an employee that has a an inc- gross income of $50,000. So if I, for example, if I contribute to my 401k pre-tax and I contribute 10% of my salary, of my income, so that would be $5,000, what that does is it reduces my taxable income. So at the end of the year, instead of me being taxed on $50,000, I'm only taxed on 45 because I contributed the other five to my 401k. So all these other pre-tax contributions that I choose to make will reduce my taxable income. So uh, the 401k pre-tax is an easy um, example, but there are other ones. Typically, you're paying your health insurance, your uh, dental insurance pre-tax. Um, you could be paying uh, HSA plans pre-tax. So the important thing is that you understand the difference between pre-tax and post-tax. So that's those are pre-tax uh, contributions. So if all of those are pre-tax, could you walk us through what an after-tax deduction might be? Uh, yes. And typically the after-tax deductions, well, let me go through some examples. You can, you can contribute to your Roth 401k, if your company provides that, that would be after-tax. There's also after-tax 401k contributions, but a lot of the after-tax contributions are uh, personal decisions that you've made to, say, for example, buy life insurance on yourself or buy life insurance on your spouse or buy long-term or short-term disability insurance. Uh, so all those go into that. But remember, these choices are not uh, pre-tax. They do not reduce your taxable income. So I know you mentioned earlier that if I contribute to a 401k pre-tax, that um, decreases my tax liability at the end of the year. So Correct. what is the advantage to contributing to like an after-tax 401k? Uh if there is one, uh, there's really. I don't want to get. I don't want to get into the detail of the after tax 401k. I will get into the to the Roth 401k. So the 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 advantage to the Roth 401k is all future growth is completely tax free. So um, 
Whereas in a pre-tax 401k, all future growth is taxable. So that's a big difference. Uh, really what drives that decision is what tax bracket are you in today and which what tax bracket do you expect to be in in the future? That's really what should drive that decision. So after all of these deductions, Social Security tax, Medicare tax, my 401k contribution, I'll be lucky if I have anything left in my paycheck. Well, yeah, you're right. And I will tell you, I see that happen a lot. And the one thing I would suggest to folks is that, um, you know, every November, well, of course, when you first start your job, you have the enrollment, okay? And they ask you all these questions. And again, we get calls. People are literally sitting down at their desk with their enrollment information. And we haven't had time to review the information. And so, uh, it's very confusing. A lot is thrown at you during the enrollment period. Just to clarify, this is enrollment period for? Well, it would be you're going to actually have an enrollment period when you first start your job. Okay. And then they do an annual enrollment every November. Gotcha. Okay. Where they'll allow you to choose again whether you want the same deductions. Got it. Okay. So what I ask people to do is if they would provide to us what their uh, options are within their plans, we can help them choose what's best for them. Um, and the reason I say that is, just like you said, Morgan, they end up signing up for stuff that they don't need, and before you know it, that $1,000 paycheck is 600 when they might be spending $100 a, a paycheck on things that complete, they don't even know what they're getting, right? right. So. It's important during that enrollment period that they make good decisions and not sign up for things that they really don't need. And I want to mention a couple of just thoughts, like even on the life insurance piece, uh, you'll sign up for group life insurance and you can actually get this, the insurance, the life insurance cheaper if you just bought your own term policy. But mm -hmm. again, people don't realize that. They just say, hey, you know, 20 bucks a week, that doesn't sound very expensive. They forget to do the math and go, wait a minute, 20 bucks a week times 50 weeks, that's $1,000 a year. That's a pretty big number. Well, and chances are, from what I've seen at least, is that what is offered through their employer is not nearly, the death to benefit is not nearly what they could get if they had their own policy. Right, right. So I would say they really need to take a look at what's being offered and ask the HR department, say, hey, can you give me, uh, the, the benefits that are being offered so I can go over with my financial planner before I sit down and uh, I have to fill out all this paperwork and decide whether I'm going to sign up for these benefits or not. So when you first start your job, that's something that you could use a financial planner for is bringing them all your paperwork and they'll help you kind of weed through what's necessary, what's not, what you can wait on, that kind of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I will tell you what we do, we're able to help people do is um, – Sometimes we'll meet people who haven't come to us during their initial enrollment. And so what I ask them is I say, look, bring me your pay stub and let me see it. And so when they bring me the pay stub, I can see what's being withheld. I can see whether it's after tax or pre-tax. And for, for example, you know, we talked about disability in some of the earlier podcasts. So I, let's just say I see disability on there. They're paying for it after tax. Uh, again, this is something that the, the, the client would not know to do. And I'll say, look, ask the HR department to give me a description of the disability plan that you're paying for. Because they don't even, they're like, I, I know I have it. What percentage? I don't know. 
Is it capped? I don't know. What's the definitions? I don't know. So we get that, look at it, and just make sure that they are paying for something that's worthwhile. So uh, there's a lot that goes into it, but again, I would say just be careful about what you sign up for. So really, when we're given that option once a year to go through, see what we're paying for, we should really reevaluate because we could be in a different financial position than maybe we were the year or two before. Absolutely. And I would tell you, one thing that changes, particularly in the environment we're in right now, is uh, is the health insurance. The health insurance, the, the type of plan the company is offering changes certainly every year because they're trying to cut costs uh, without cutting benefits, but that ends up, it's hard to do, right? So. Right. We get a different plan every year, so you may need to sign up for a different plan every year. So that's really something that needs to be evaluated and not, okay, last minute, I got to get this done by Monday. Let me just sign up for anything. So as it has a big impact throughout the year as far as cash flow to you, pre-tax, after-tax, whatever it may be. Sure. Well, Bo, this has been super informative. Thank you for joining me, um, and we'll see you on our next episode of Money Gurus. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, please shoot us an email at morgan at focus1fp.com. If you are interested in learning more about what services we offer, please visit our website at www.focus1fp.com.